0: Oh, hello, Internet, and welcome back to Episode 4 of the Tapstream Podcast. We did it. We did it. It's an entire month worth of podcasting, and I'm happy. I, uh, I did not think that I'd keep up with this, and we did, and uh, here we are. This will be dropping on Christmas Eve for those that choose to celebrate. So I do want to go ahead and and make sure at the very beginning of this episode that I am wishing you all a very happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and uh, Happy New Year's. I don't know. I'm not going to look at a calendar, but I think that might actually be appropriate by the time that rolls around. Regardless, though, um, you know, it's been a really cool year. Uh, when When this releases, it will be five days from the 24-hour stream so i'm i'm gonna be freaking out a little bit but um i'm excited about that as well To, to, to do a little bit of a um peek behind the curtains today is thursday when i'm recording this i normally wait until the last stream of the week on saturday but the the friday uh after this recording i am going to be going out of town to hang out with some family members so didn't think i'd have any time this weekend to record um so i do want to go ahead I normally i do of what's i've been playing what i've been playing and what i've been watching but i haven't i haven't seen any new movies despite the fact that aquaman came out um so instead uh, instead of talking about smash brothers i'm gonna go ahead and do a top five games of 2018 as well as my top five movies of 2018 as well so we're gonna go ahead and start with the games um it really felt like it was a pretty good year for video games um but I also feel like my top five encompasses like the pretty main ones. Um, easily, I'm going to start off with the no surprise one, because I'm pretty sure if you guys know who I am, you know what it's going to be. But Spider-Man for the PS4 is easily my game of the year. I don't even think it's the best game of the year, but it, it, it edges out the second place for me, just because of the sentimentality of being Spider-Man. For all the faults in that game, it nailed... That feeling of being a hero far more than any other superhero game that I've played. Um, to, to start off with some of the negatives, I do think it, it becomes quite repetitive, especially in its side quests. Um, the boss fights kind of get repetitive as well. I wish they would have been a little bit more memorable than they were. But the core mechanics of swinging and fighting were so good that it's really, really easy to look over the nitpicks. Um I feel like Spider-Man is a game that will will show its age far quicker than any of the other games on the my top five list, but for now it's enough to make me feel like Spider-Man, so it's easily my number one spot. Uh, I and I think I think the story is incredible as well. Any any game tasked with paving new ground for a character that has such an iconic status as Spider-Man is daunting. And the fact that Insomniac Games came in and took Spider-Man, created new stories with them in a way that was familiar and paid homage and still became their own thing, is a job well done. A job well done. I will say the pacing of it could have been better, but that is a problem of open world games um, because the game starts off strong, lulls a bit in the middle, and then ends phenomenally. And it was an emotional gut gut punch that I was not expecting. Um, So without a doubt, Spider-Man is king for me um and uh i'm i'm really happy i'm happy that i live in a world where i got to stream a spider man game and for the most part roleplay being spider man because that game allowed me to just make quips and have fun and and beat up on bad guys for hours so yeah uh the second spot and probably a game that does that is the best game fundamentally of the year and again, only beat out because of my 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 fondness for Spider Man and all things Marvel. Um, God of War. God of War is a series that I have avoided until now, not not intentionally. It just never really grabbed my interest. Um, God of War always felt like the game that your parents thought of whenever they thought of video games, just kind of like this brutal and, and testosterone flowing beat em up with like badass music and be and you know. I don't know. It just it seemed cool, but it didn't seem for me. So with this God of War four, I believe I, I know it's just simply called God of War, but I think it's the fourth edition of the mainline series. It 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 grabbed me from the get go because it looked to be almost a passing of the torch kind of story with Kratos and Atreus, um, and uh, I was roped in. I'm a sucker for father son stories. This this edition was just dripping with that narrative hook. And uh, it got me. And then to, to actually get in and play it is another thing itself. The simple mechanic of throwing your Leviathan Axe and then having it come back to you on command made me feel like Thor. So maybe that's why I did become second place because of back to the marble tie. But it was just, it was an incredible experience. The combat was amazing. Daunting at first. But once I finally got into it, I felt invincible. Um, and I'm not going to get into spoiler territory, but the way that the combat just evolves on itself and continues to find ways to change throughout the, the entirety of the game is astounding. It, it was genuinely a fun experience and the boss fights were great um, and memorable too. to kind of like play off what I was a little bit down on on Spider-Man. Um, there was very memorable action scenes for me and it, it never felt like it was the just figure out this one thing and repeat that over and over again. It felt like a brawl and that was that was cool to me. I actually re- really regret there was a lot of side stuff that I didn't tackle in God of War, and I kind of wish I would have done that. I, I regret not 100 percenting that game. Um, maybe maybe that's something I'll revisit in 2019 and, and try once more. Um, and yeah, and visually, that game is just it's it's stunning. Um, it's it feels it feels almost cheap to praise a game on its visuals anymore because I feel like that's a thing that is constantly just knocked out of the park. Like we we've reached a point with our technology. That it's almost just, like, expected for games to look as good as they do. Um, the detail in which God of War brings, though, is nice. A lot of particle effects when it comes to the combat and some of the way the moves will just sh- be displayed. It's hard to explain, but, like, there's lots of particle effects and, like, color. Like, there's an enemy that will throw almost, like, a, a-, a smoke screen... Uh, that's not really smokescreen, but it's just beautiful that game that game has a way of subtly using vibrant colors And it's nice to look at so I guess I I will say that the general aesthetic of God of War is incredibly pleasing um Uh, trying to think if there's anything else that I want to touch on that Like I said God of War, I think is the better game of the year It's just unfairly beat out by spider-man because of the sentimental value I have for it both equally great games um you know, it's 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 hard not to go wrong with either one of them. Uh, I can't think of anything else to say about that. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It almost ties in with what I was saying with Spider-Man. Any, any series that can come in and reinvent itself and please new fans as well as old fans and pay homage to what has come before it is special. Especially in this day and age where, where you know, entitlement is rampant. And, uh, you know, the negative vocal minority is usually louder than any praise. God of War, I'm surprised, navigated those waters incredibly well. Um, So, yeah. God of War, please, if you've never played a game before, make sure that you're checking that one out. It is special. So, this is where things get a little bit more difficult for me to figure out where. Um, Not that I... I mean, Spider-Man and God of War are easily one and two. Um, I'm not like entirely sold on the placement of these next three but i think celeste will be be the next one i want to talk about celeste is a platformer that just came out of nowhere for me and immediately won me over um it is incredibly difficult but in a way that i don't think is off-putting it's always welcoming in the way that it handles um the way that it handles this difficulty, it never feels like it's challenging you unfairly. And the fact that it gives you options to turn on assist, to customize the way that you're traversing through the world, really makes it open for anybody. I, I didn't have to use that, humble brag. I didn't have to use that, but the fact that it gave that option makes it very welcoming for people, and I, I respect that. Now, the story itself deals with, um you know, like depression and, and mental illness, and even when the, the creators won an award for it at the Game Awards, they talked about how, like, you know the overall message is that that power came from within you um, to deal with with mental illness, and I'm glad that that this game takes the time to bring awareness to that. Um, you know, so it, it's a it's a great story that never feels like it's overbearing, and it's told subtly, and is inspirational. And then getting to the combat itself, I mean, it platformers I felt were like one of the big highlights of 2018. Celeste found a way to to build on what has come before it because some the way that the mechanics were used as far as like having special sections that you would warp through and it would change the trajectory um or it wouldn't change the directory but it would lock you in so you had to be careful in the ways that you were entering the special warp zones um it was incredible and then the way that they would limit the amount of dash jumps that you had which were signified by the color of your hair just little details like that were really cool and they also had uh like these these strawberries that were extra bonus things that you could reach for and they were nothing more than a point of pride but the way they were placed just were astounding gameplay loops and um absolutely enjoyed it wonderful music wonderful music wonderful presentation celeste is easily one of the best games of 2018 now the third one uh, i'm sorry the fourth one um this this game is near and dear to my heart guacamelee is a game that I played uh, I think right before I found streaming. So almost three years ago and I fell in love with it. I thought the visuals were great. It was a Castlevania. I'm sorry, a Metroidvania style game, which is right up my alley. And it had a way of traversal that incorporated your fighting mechanics. So it was just a delight to move around in. And the actual combat itself was fun. Um, at the time I did enjoy the story, but having gone back and played the, the story of the first one, I, I you know, it was, it wasn't as as memorable as I would like to be, so, you know, I, it's still one of my all-time favorite games, but I had kind of cooled on it a little bit. Enter Guacamelee! 2, which is the game that I really do need to be talking about, I got on a tangent there, Guacamelee! 2 released just this year, and I ended up 100%ing that game, and it lived up to the original in every way that I could have hoped for. I feel like it leaned more into its platforming status than it did any of its Metroidvania routes as far as like going in and getting new moves and exploring new areas that seemed to be on the backseat. And this game felt more focused on building challenging platforming. And it, it was incredible. Um, it, it felt shorter than the other one. Only if you would have just skipped all the bonus rooms. If you took all the time to do hundred percent and do the side challenging rooms, that game is incredible. And, of course, it kept up its its funny storytelling uh, from the first one, but in a way that felt more longer-lasting than some of the dated meme stuff of the original one. Um, this game is just chock-full of references and Easter eggs that are just incredibly fun to find. Um, the music was great as well. Um... I don't think the com no, the combat did change itself because it did, they had sections where you could be the, the chicken and they had moves that would build on that aspect of your, your character as well. So yeah, it, it is, it's a worthy sequel. I don't think, I don't think it was pushing the envelope as far as I would have liked it, but it it was still great enough for it to be in my top five. So at the time of writing my list out, I had Dark Souls remastered up. Because it was the first time that I beat a Dark Souls game. And it was a very memorable experience to me. But now that I'm sitting here actually doing the podcast, I really feel like I want to swap that out for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, It's hard for me to decide between the two. Because there are definitely gripes that I have with Ultimate. But at the end of the day, I don't think there's been a game this year that has provided so much fun with with the community and then with myself like it's become a fun pickup and play game um you know it definitely is deserving of a spot i think of the top five it, it just edges dark souls remastered um you know i i finally have unlocked all the characters i'm still working my way through world of light but i feel like i'm getting close um you know it's it's a game that i can see myself playing for years to come kind of like mario kart and um and uh yeah like Mario Kart that's a game that has stood the test of time and I feel like Smash Brothers Ultimate will stand the test of time and we've still got more uh DLC characters coming soon so we'll see how that goes other notable mentions I would want to throw on there they wouldn't be my top five but would be The Messenger um that's a game definitely worth checking out I didn't finish it so it didn't feel like I should be able to put it on my list um and well that's actually contradictory because I just said I didn't finish World of Light but I don't feel like Smash Bros. is a game you finish, if you know what I mean. It's more of like an ongoing game. Regardless, I'm moving forward. Uh, Another game worth mentioning, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a special game. Because Origins would have been in my top five last year, without a doubt. But Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I feel like I knocked points off of it for being almost too big. Which doesn't seem fair. But I I felt like I hit a wall in that game and just kind of lost my interest. And that doesn't feel fair to the game. It's definitely worth mentioning. By all means, not making the top five doesn't mean it's a bad game. It's an incredible game. But when I think about the games of the year for me personally, it it doesn't quite make the cut. I mean, top ten for sure, but if I had to lock this down to arbitrarily top five, it's Spider-Man, God of War, Celeste, Guacamelee! 2, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. But I want to know from you guys. I mean, this is my personal five. Uh, what would be your personal five? Um, I'd love to know. So make sure you at the tap stream and, uh, and and let me know. But I'm going to go ahead and move on to the top movies of 2018. Oh, man. <laughs> Again, if you know me, you probably know which one I'm going to put. I don't think I, you know, I numbered the top five games. I honestly don't think I can and put any specific order for these movies. So I will go ahead and start with the one that is probably the most obvious for everybody, um, especially if you know me, Avengers Infinity War. I generally try and stay away from claiming any of the Marvel movies for being the best movie of the year because I recognize my bias. I know I'm a huge Marvel Cinematic fanboy. Um, I I will hype them up for days, but I will never try and defend it as the best movie of the year. That being said... Avengers Infinity War, I think, is most deserving of a top five spot of 2018. I have never seen a movie reach such iconic status quite like Infinity War. The fact that people know who Thanos is now and all the memes that have just been brought off of Infinity War, I mean, its you cannot ignore the cultural status that is Avengers Infinity War. Now, do I think that being memeable <laughs> makes a movie a great movie of 2018? No. No but it is still it is still astounding how marvel was able to take everything that had been leading up to this point and make a movie that is not only paying you know fair amounts of time to the vast cast of heroes develops a a villain with such depth in such a short amount of time with the big cast and tell a story that is complete yet still waiting for the one that's coming out in 2019 it is remarkable and i have not seen anything do what avengers infinity war has done because from all by all points this movie should have failed it should not have been able to do what it did and there's a reason marvel's the cinematic universe is king nobody does world building and and continuity quite like infinity war i'm sorry quite like marvel and it it was an experience. I If I if, if top movie of the year was given by the most amount of times I've seen a movie, Avengers, Avengers Infinity War I saw five times in the theaters and six times total with one Blu-ray watch. Uh, if I had to critique it, I would say I do feel like the way it handled some of the departures of characters almost felt like it was such a rapid pace that you don't get the pr- proper amount of time to mourn them. Um, but other than that, I liked it. I mean, it's it's going to be really interesting to see where they go from there. So, yeah, that, that's the most obvious one, I think, for anyone who knows me. Uh, the next movie, again, not in any particular order, I would say Annihilation. Uh, that was the movie starring Natalie Portman, um, where she and another team of scientists go into this disturbance that is slowly creeping up on a, um, you know, on Earth. And when they go in there, they discover that things are like morphing and mutating and kind of cross mutating, and it is a trip. I do want to say I think this is out of the everything in this movie on this top movies of 2018. This is the most inconsistent movie. Um, it felt like everybody but Natalie Portman was just kind of like all over the place. Um, some of the characters just felt you know almost too tryhardy, and I didn't really buy everything that they were selling as far as like character motivations. But Natalie Portman remained a rock throughout the entirety of the the movie. And the last 20 minutes of Annihilation is incredible. Um, It it left me going home and just laying down, just thinking about that movie. Um, And the way that is depicted, again, I'm dancing around spoilers because I don't want to hype it up, nor do I want to give away anything. But the way that the last few scenes are depicted is just a trip. And something that I am so glad that I took the time to see in theaters because it's an experience that I will remember for an incredible amount of time. So if you've got the chance to watch Annihilation, you know, you will have to bear through some of the middle parts. But once you get to the end, I think it is astounding. Uh, after that, uh, I think a quiet place. Uh, the John Krasinski, Emily Blunt movie, where everybody has to be quiet because if they make any sound, they are hunted by these creatures that are just immediately drawn to them. Um, this this is an incredible movie. It was in it was in a tense experience uh, to the point I found it incredibly funny how many people said that when they saw this movie in theater theaters they were just caught off guard by how dead silent the auditorium was and it's 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 true it is it was it was wonderful um you know john krasinski i believe wrote the movie and i felt like the story effective but could have used a little bit more time to flesh out its characters and its its huge moments um i feel like we are shown stuff I'm sorry, we're told stuff more than we are shown things. I think the relationship between the daughter and the father could have used, you know, another couple of minutes to make some of the the later half of the movie that more much more impactful. But other than that, I mean, it's a, it's it's kind of efficient in the way that it moves along and tells what it needs to tell in a very substantial way. And then I will say this to end my thoughts on A Quiet Place, Emily Blunt and the Stairs. That if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about, easily one of the most tense feelings I've ever had in a movie theater. So yeah, uh, from there I would say First Man, uh, the Ryan Gosling. I want to say that's Ryan Gosling. I'm gonna look that up. While I'm talking. Yeah, First Man, um, the movie that featured Buzz Aldrin, uh, our our efforts to get to the moon. Um, First Man, yeah, just an awesome experience from start to finish. The <laughs> spoilers. Once they get to the moon, the way that is shot is it is a fun fun time i feel like this out of all the ones this is the one i have the least to talk about it's just it's incredibly beautiful the way every every scene is just a work of art like you could pause that movie at any point and and it would uh it would be a frame painting i'm trying to look up something while i'm talking this is clearly not going well but yes it is uh ryan gosling um very 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 fun movie you can tell I'm running out of things to say. So let's let's go ahead and start wrapping this up. Uh, what was the other one? Quiet Place. Sp- okay, yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That will be. That would round up my top five movies of the year. I talked about how Infinity War, I did not want to claim. I'm sorry. I don't want to claim any Marvel movie as the movie of the year just because I know my bias. Into the Spider-Verse, I do believe, escapes that bias for me. I think it is a, a great movie uh, absent of my fanboyism the way that this movie and i I fully recognize my recency bias this is the last movie that i'm seeing in 2018 probably um so i i will make that caveat but but the way that it is depicted on screen is phenomenal we talked about this last episode i won't i won't dive again too hard um i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i wish i would have said last week that i can say this week um I mean, I, I the fact that they're able to just make this feel like a coming of age story, like Miles Morales feels like a young kid, in a way that isn't cheesy or like "hello, fellow kids." I believe Aerokin was not Aerokin. Aeroplane was one of the ones that were able to help me put that to words. It's it's a special movie, and I I hope you get to watch it. Uh, what was I going to say? Honorable mention, but I don't think it makes my top five, would be Overlord. Overlord I don't think does anything particularly new in the film space, but it was a fun watch, and I I would highly recommend it. Uh, Movies I did not get to see that I wish I would have gotten to see would be um, A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. I've heard incredible things about that, but unfortunately I never got to see that, so that is outside of my uh, reviewing window. There was another one that I – Hereditary hereditary was another movie that I unfortunately missed and I wish I could have gotten around to seeing that as well but of course just like with the the top games of the year I'd love to know what uh, what about you what was your top movie of the year what what made you incredibly happy when you're in the theater I'd love to know at the tap stream if you want to share that with me all right guys that'll do it for the games and the movies um, I you know I don't have a lot to say this is a short episode I am recording it earlier than usual. Uh, I, by the time you're hearing this, I will be gearing up for the 24 hour stream. Um, so yeah, I might, I might not be as present on stream as I would like to be. So I do want to apologize for that. And I do again, want to wish you a happy holidays. I hope you all are spending time with family, whether that be blood family or the family that you choose. I hope that you're surrounded by people who love you and who care about you and to all the Tapstream community members, just know that I am thinking of you as well, um, i i'm i plan on doing a write-up for the De- the december 29th to celebrate three years of streaming but to just give a preview i am forever and perpetually humbled by the people that i call family in the tapstream community um the fact that i get to do this and i'm still doing this three years later is is an honor that i would never ever 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 want to take lightly because for all the times that you guys are you know all the time that you guys say that i cheer you up just know that it goes that way as well you guys cheer me up um and i'll lean into this a little bit earlier this week i ended up streaming batman arkham asylum and that had everything to do with uh, me waking up well actually it happened that went that tuesday where midstream i don't i just had a like crisis where i immediately felt painfully self-aware and just thought to myself what the fuck like I was on stream and I just felt like I felt the streamer streamer in me just disappear and I was left there unable to do anything or say anything or just know how to properly run a show. And I, I, I kind of just buckled and we ended up ending the stream really early. And I woke up that Wednesday and I just was not feeling good. I was in a funk. I just had the imposter syndrome where I just felt like I didn't belong and I had kind of felt like I was watching... Like, I didn't belong with all the other people that I watched. And it was just very, very sobering. And I was incredibly close to calling the stream on Wednesday um, to the point that I was late by a couple minutes because I was just laying in bed kind of throwing a pity party. Um, but, you know, a good friend of mine, Nagellan, gave me the bit of a push to just go live and write it out, and I did. And you guys, the listeners, and the Tapstring community made me feel good and reminded me of, you know... Of why i'm here doing this so i, I want to extend a very heartfelt thank you uh, again i'm gonna write out a, a very long 2018 uh year three roundup of how much you guys mean to me but to say it here you know as well thank you um from the bottom of my heart all right another of that happiness get the fuck out of here uh if you did enjoy the stream uh i'm sorry if you did enjoy the podcast don't forget to subscribe comment like do whatever it is you need to do share it with a friend uh, if you enjoy this, if you enjoy me, you know, help me out. Share it with the people that you care about as well. Maybe they'll like it too. Um, I am a mixer streamer, which means I stream my video games at mixer.com slash the tap stream. If you want to be a part of that community. You can find me usually Monday through Saturdays at 7:30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Although, you know, that's going to change. I am moving down to three streams a week. Doesn't matter. You guys don't need to know that. Regard. Just go. You can follow me there. If you want more bite-sized content at the Tap Stream on pretty much every social media platform: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Just search the Tap Stream, and you will find me. Uh, if you would like to join our Discord and be a part of the community, I am perpetually honored to be a part of the tapstream.com look to the menu icon you will see a discord link click that and you will be able to join um and as always i want to end it like i always do by asking you what's been the highlight of your week um uh, it is early so i feel like i might be jumping mine but for now the highlight of my week is like i said wednesday streaming batman and and hanging out with the community really rejuvenated me and it's what i needed at a very low point uh that is without a doubt the highlight of my week so I turn the question to you, if you're listening, if you're out there, at me on any social media platform, at the Tapstream, tell me what's been the highlight of your week. I would love to know. Um, make sure you use the hashtag highlight so I can find it if you don't at me. And, um, yeah, keep celebrating, everybody. There, I, I, Again, I will end end on this. There was a tweet thread going around about all the vitriol Insomniac was facing because of the Sam Raimi suit and entitled people were just being assholes. The internet has never made it easier than now to be able to spread information and unfortunately when you get a large number of people sometimes that information is filled with vitriol and hatred and just toxicity and it's easy to stand and lament it or it's easy to stand there and shun it and yell at it and try to force it out of people but i truly believe with everything in my body, that the only way that we can kind of counteract that is to just put good back into the world. The whole reason I ask people what the highlight of their day is is because I want to get people focusing on the good parts of their day. Even if it was a bad day, there's usually something good that you can look to and get energy from. So for whenever I'm trying to be a positive person, it has nothing to do with me burying my head and trying to ignore the bad things. It has everything to do with just trying to counteract the hate with good. So take that with you into 2019 and just focus on the highlights and focus on being excited for everybody else being excited as well. Find things to celebrate and celebrate with us. I love your faces. I will see you all in 2019. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's.